0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. Imitation of Christ by Thomas Kempis, Book 2, Chapter 2, On Submitting Ourselves Humbly to Others. Don't think it is a matter of great importance whether so-and-so agrees with you or disagrees with you. Act in such a way as to make sure, whatever you are doing, that God is on your side. As long as you have a clear conscience, God will keep you clear of harm. Human malice can't touch you if the divine aid is forthcoming. Not a doubt of it. If you will make up your mind to suffer in silence, you will find that he comes to your aid. He knows just when and how to bring you deliverance. You have only to put yourself in his hands. How you are to get out of this or that difficulty, this or that embarrassing situation, is God's business, not yours. After all, what harm can it do? Other people knowing about your weaknesses and taxing you with them. Often it's the best possible thing for you. It helps to keep you humble. If a man will only be humble about his own shortcomings, how little it takes to disarm ill-feeling, how little it costs to put things right, It's humble people God protects and preserves, God loves and comforts. He stoops down and gives his grace lavishly, raising the humble man to heights of glory. As soon as neglect has done its work, such a man he chooses for his confidant beckons to him gently and calls him apart. Only a humble man takes it calmly when he is put to the blush. What does it matter? It is God, not the world, that gives him countenance. Never think that you have made any progress till you have learned to regard all men as your betters. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, pattern of humility, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When St. Vincent de Paul was asked by some sisters, what was the best way to get along with other people? St. Vincent de Paul said, well, I've tried many different things, and I've had many experiences in life of many communities. And the best way to truly get along with people, he said, was to be humble. And that's exactly what the imitation of Christ is saying tonight in the second paragraph. Only the humble disarms ill feeling. In other words, other people will have ill feeling. They might be annoyed or this or that. And what's the best way to disarm all that? To be humble. Humility so often puts things right because humility as this chapter is describing it is a kind of lowliness. That's why he says that God stoops down lavishly to bestow graces on the humble. Because the humble person metaphorically lowers himself above all before God, but even before others. As opposed to the proud person, which in Latin is superbia, super, above, always thinking of things above other people putting himself above other people, over them, on top of them, seeing everyone else is beneath him, lower than him, less than him. You no, know, no, the humble lowers, lowers, lowers so that everyone seems better. He regards everyone in some way as better than him. And of course, that's true. If we were really honest, every other person we consider is in some way better than us absolutely, no difficulty in thinking that, but there's that sense as it grows and grows is a sign of great humility. So we lower ourselves and this makes human life go so much more smoothly. Do you see, Thomas of Kempis is using various ways to persuade us. So that argument that humility is advantageous humility is good because it helps have peace it helps to disarm ill feeling that's important and then he says another reason why we want to be humble because god will protect you god will lift you up there's a second reason a third reason He gives us is that when we're humble, God doesn't only lift us up, He tells us secrets. He makes us His confidant. Prayer goes better when we're humble. All those are reasons to want to be humble. Now, up above in the first paragraph, He's undermining our objections to humility. He's trying to show us why. The things that we really think so often don't really make sense. Why does it matter what so-and-so thinks of us? Why does it matter what so-and-so says about us? Honestly, what's the point? What's the big deal? What does it matter if such and such a person knows my weakness? Oh, well, he'll he'll look down on me. So? That's where we go back to the other reasons. Well, God will draw nearer. Well, he'll say things, he'll, he'll put me down, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Maybe that's actually kind of good. You see, humility puts us in a position of depending on God. Humility allows us to trust that God will deliver us. That the divine aid is what we need. That God will keep me clear from harm. If what? If I have a clear conscience. If such and such a person will think bad of me because I've really done something bad, well, that's different. But if I've done what I know is right, if I have a clear conscience, then we have to put ourselves in God's hands. We have to trust in him. If there's a difficulty, if there's an embarrassing situation that his providence has allowed us to enter into, then it's his business. It really is his business and he will deliver us in the right way for our best spiritual growth and the spiritual growth of many other people around us. Think of St. Philip when he was humiliated before the, the Pope's vicar, the Cardinal Vicar of Rome. Accused of all kinds of things, told he couldn't hear confessions until the Pope said he could, told he had to stay at home, couldn't do his pilgrimages, was told that he was a proud, vain person, trying to make be a Protestant reformer. all these things were said to him right to his face, and St Philip just looked at a crucifix and said, "Lord, you know whether I'm doing this to make myself the head of a party and he looked at the Pope's vicar with great humility and truthfulness and said. I began this work for the glory of God and I'm ready to stop it for the glory of God. And he, St. Philip would not let anyone talk badly about the Pope's vicar. He would not let people yak about it. And he himself didn't go around complaining, trying to get sympathy because he kept his eyes on Christ. And how do we know for sure that God is on our side? Because Christ rose from the dead. We put Christ to death. We put God on the cross. We rejected God when he came to us. He came into his own people and his own people received him not. By our sins, we turned against God his own apostles fled and yet what does he do right when he rises from the dead he comes to them and says to them what not you you why did you do that he didn't blame them he didn't get all all upset with them no he said peace be with you he breathed on them received the holy spirit peace be with you and then he said i am i am meaning i am god i am who am do not be afraid. Adam, after he sinned, what did he do? He fled from God's presence and hid himself and God came looking for him. And what did God do after he rose from the dead in the human nature? He came looking for his apostles to show us that God is on our side and because Christ's humanity can never suffer or die ever again, we know that God is on our side now and forever.